Hey, welcome to JK Moto. What are you drinking today? Um, it's a a fruity drink. I'm on a diet, Dick. It's zero calories, zero sugar, all that. It doesn't matter. It's in the fine print. What? What do you mean? It's one of those like super healthy, crazy drinks. Only water. Oh man, it's just flavored water. We gotta take. We gotta take this stuff serious. <laughs> well, I also have to be awake, so. You know, sometimes you need a, a little more, if Not you a will. Guy like you, uh, eh, you'd be surprised. What episode are we on? I can see it in the corner. Yeah, uh, it's seventeen. Well, the big, the big one seven. You know what's crazy? I just realized today. Like, I don't know why this one. I was like, seventeen episodes. Back on episode two, we were like, yeah, we just have to keep it going because I don't want to be one of those podcasts that just stops. Well, so here we, we are. Made it that far. On that note, why don't you roll the intro and let's get into episode 17. All right, intro. Yesterday at one point, I was in six. And we're back. We're back. And live. Not doing it this time. Well, I don't care. I did it for you. Fair enough. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, honestly. I mean, I yeah. Yeah, pretty good. We're back in South Carolina. The Jigsaw's in the garage. I've been out to look at her and say hi and apologize because she didn't get to go to the circus. But, you know, that's, that's how it be. I gave her a hint at what, what might be coming Give later this hint. year. Well, I thought you already had all the hints. October? She's not going to have to sit there till October. It's July. Really? She's going to have to sit there till October? The issue that I'm running into right now is uh, work schedule and track days lining up together. How about September? I haven't looked. I, I looked when we were when I was over there for the circus. I was looking at some stuff, but I haven't looked since I got back. We need to talk about that because that pretty white jigster, she probably needs to feel some track love as well. Yeah, I mean, there is always uh, Coda. Coda? I I think our, yes. How are we going to get a Dakota? I have a trailer. <sighs> well, I met you there for the race. Like, well, I'm sorry, but our guest last week has me tied up for, you know, CVMA, CVMA events all, all winter now. So this is a year round <laughs> sport all of a sudden. Yeah. When is uh, the, well, I don't know if I can ask you that, but the shoulder, when is that going to happen if you're tied up all year? I don't know. Because I think that needs to happen. Just I don't pops know. a bit. Just <clears throat> pops a bit. All right. Yeah, it's just, you know, you get on the on the back straight. Just. <laughs> All right, we're good. <laughs> well, I told Bikes you something. Popping, I'm popping. Suits popping. Everything's popping. We're good to go. The exhaust be definitely popping. <laughs> that thing is loud. So loud. Up in it's the a sand. BMW thing. I, I, I just don't get it, though. Like every other bike. You know, they've each got their own little sound, but yours, like, you get down the straight and you hear it, and you're like, oh, man, that's sweet. And then it's just like, pop! And you're like, <laughs> dude, what the? <laughs> I know when you're accelerating and shifting on the track. It is very oh, yeah. obvious. Yeah, so, well, sometimes it's because I'm missing gears, <laughs> which may or may not happen on occasion. Well, so, I don't know if we've talked about it on here, but freaking Cambovier's bike this year is spitting more flames on TV than I think I've ever seen. And I'm sure they all, like, do. A little bit. It just doesn't really get picked up by the cameras. But that thing is just like everywhere. I, I know. It looks like he's got a spark plug in the exhaust pipe yeah. and he's connected to the throttle. 
Yeah. I feel like, so I love it and I'm not trying to say get rid of it, but I feel like there's some sort of safety thing that someone could pull with that. Huh? You afraid of burning people's face? I don't know. Maybe that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know. And I don't want it to go away, but just to, you know, devil's advocate, whatever. There's a point where I understand vehicles are going to backfire and shoot flames and that's fine. But there's also like a point where shooting a flame ball that big <laughs> might be a little bit much, you know? I'm not going with you on this one. Nah. He's good. That's nah. golden. Whatever. Sounds good. It seems to be losing horsepower out the tailpipe, though. We need to figure out a way to get that to burn in the cylinders. I don't know what you're talking about. You think he's losing horsepower, but uh, he's also winning races. Hey, BMW's about to take over the world, whether you like it or not. Are they coming to MotoGP? That's the that's the rumor again. It's down to two. Them or BMW, BMW or Kawasaki? Not an extra KTM. So they're refusing to. I, reading between the lines, it sounds like KTM's already asking because they're in those. They got their contract issues with Baby Jesus trying to come up. Well, so, and possibly someone else. Yeah. Well, there has that- been so the motorcycle list summer is my least favorite time of the year, and this year I'm like even more. You know, due to doing this and the the fact that I changed jobs a little bit and everything else, I can, you know, I'm even more into it. And it's just made it so much worse. Like anywhere I go now, I even like accidentally scrolled a page over on my phone to where it's just like news. It was like, Alex Rins already has a contract with Yamaha set up for next year. And I was like, what the? <laughs> like right. where did that come from? And I don't think any of these articles or anything are real, but I don't know. I'm waiting for the dust to settle because the beast is getting kicked off the factory team. Yeah. Honda Morbidelli's Honda's going to the up. Yeah. And Mark Marquez is going to Ducati. Oh, I saw KTM. Huh? I saw KTM. I saw Jack Miller's getting fired. He's going to KTM. Honda's just disappearing. Like (laughs) it's all it's all over the place. I don't I don't think anybody knows. And like you said, when you get on YouTube. I mean, how can you trust those stupid robot voices? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. So there's like a few YouTube channels that I've watched. It's like MotoGP news. And it feels like a couple of them, they aren't robot voices. It's a dude like actually doing a voiceover and they get some like interesting news and they never quote sources and they don't actually pull up the article and show it. So I don't know where they're finding that stuff. But then a couple of weeks later it comes out. I'm like, all right, okay. Then the rest of them, it's just like this video with, like you said, robot voice and just picture after picture after picture of like, yeah, look, MotoGP action. Right. And you're like, how? I, I love the robot voices when they're doing like the Italian names and stuff and they're never, they're never, <laughs> they're never right. They're like Fab, Fabio, Cuturaro yeah. <laughs> is racing. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's my favorite part. That's why I listen. I'm adding to the problem because I can't shut them off. Yeah. Well, well, what do you think? What do you think is happening to old golden underwear? Because all I see is pictures of him half naked, you know, showing off that we get it. We you have a physique. <laughs> well, that's just because he's got a woman now. But I do agree, he has been doing that a lot. I don't know. Um, on that aspect, I, in my head, I want to just be like, well, he's he's just enjoying life, you know. And I don't know. I I've been trying very hard to just not even worry about it. Take a break for the summer break. Because, like I said, I'm seeing so much conflicting information everywhere, and it's 
you know, we don't have a race and announcers and everything to come back and like reset and be like, no, this isn't happening. So everyone can just go freaking wild with their accusations and whatever else and and just take it off. I uh, what what do you mean exactly? So what do I, I think is going on? Well, by by the time episode 17 here comes out, we're going to be pretty close to the action. Yeah, should be the if today was Wednesday, it should be this weekend or Yeah, they're going to they're going to be coming back and those decisions are got to be made pretty quick cuz they got to start stealing parts or withholding parts from the people that they're letting go. It'll be a week and a half away, but yeah. I don't know. I I don't think we will know until they come back. So, realistically, the summer break is manufacturer's chance to either, like, if they're doing amazing, they get to take a break. If they're not, they get to figure some stuff out and come back stronger, right? One would hope that Honda, and not, not even talking just Mark Marquez, because he ain't the only one, but Honda would figure something out in this five-week break that we had and get it fixed. If they're trying. Yeah, I don't know, but I've seen some, yeah, just interesting things. I got some MotoGP news. All right, all right. Since you like to... Try calling me out on this a couple times. <laughs> My sources are telling me that India is yeah. not happening. Yeah, but they keep saying it is. There were some people there last week, and some picture, some pictures got snuck out. They were showing the track or whatever, but they they showed some pictures of the bleachers. Mm-hmm. So apparently that. So I got some more information on the track. So apparently that track used to host F1 races. Okay. The track is not all new. The track's been pulling a UMC. And just right. coasting along for the last however many years. And they've decided to try bringing some big events back. The one picture that's been floating around was of the bleachers. Mm-hmm. And they're like rusted through a bunch of these bleachers. And they're like, you can't put people in there. It's not, not even safe to put people in the bleachers. These all need tore out. Mm-hmm. These all need replaced. <laughs> the money's on. It's going to get pushed again. I mean, I'll, be- I'll believe you. I I fully believed you. I'm just quoting what the calendar says and then what the what the announcers are always saying. So like, yeah, India's back on the calendar. I'm like, okay, I guess India's back on the calendar. We'll see. Hey, I seen a I seen a sweet meme. Ooh, that's new. It's not ever it's not MotoGP related, but that reminded meme. me. Did I you said. guys hear that? This man is old. What am I supposed and to say? A meme? No, meme. I said it. Ain't that what I said? What am I supposed to say? Oh, you're good. That's correct. It's just kind of funny to hear you say that because you had to think about it. You're like, uh. You have to think about it because it's about the stupidest word in the world. What, what do does that stand them, for? What do you call them pictures with words? What does it stand for? I don't know. And only an old person would care what it stands for. You got up on the wrong side of the bed today. <laughs> I get up on the same side every day. <laughs> so. It was a picture of Verstappen's Red Bull F1 car. Mm-hmm. And it said, it was like just showing the car. And it said, I put this picture into an AI today and asked it how to slow this car down. And it just changed to a Ferrari. I've seen that one a few weeks that ago. That was awesome. Yeah. That's pretty funny. It is, it is funny. Yeah. Unless you're a Ferrari fan. Yeah. Which, how could you not be? We've seen enough of those the other day, right? Well, yeah. When they have a Ferrari, uh, I don't even know what you call that. Club event? Yeah, I guess. But there were a decent amount of other cars there. But yeah, yeah but there a was, lot of Ferraris. A lot of Ferraris. <laughs> Pretty cool. And the Ferrari flags. If you like that sort of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I would say that's like one more reason to go to the racetrack. Especially UMC, it sounds like they can have events like that more often because they do have East and West. Yep. So any track that they can split up like that. But Well, there's yeah. a lot of, I mean, like I always keep saying, there's a lot of race teams that are based out of there. Mm-hmm. 
So whenever I'm there, you're never surprised by the car that comes through. I was surprised by the quantity of Ferraris that showed up, but I was absolutely not surprised there was Ferraris there. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of caught myself like walking past and I was just like, okay. And then I thought about it. I'm like, dude, if I was like 10 year old me or even 16 year old me, I'd be like, (laughs) whoa, what? That's insane. Another one? Like just going crazy. Yeah, the poor guy's. Poor guy sitting in the Ferrari's like, I just spent three hundred grand. That kid didn't even look. Yeah, well, I'm like, I got my own stuff to worry about, you know. No, it's it's cool to see. It's like a free car show, but mostly I was just kind of, I kept like going over my head. I'm like, I wonder what all these guys are thinking, right? Because they're out here doing a track day in their Ferraris, but I want to make fun of them, but I can't because they're doing the things that I always say that you know, if you're gonna own a three hundred thousand dollar car and you're not taking to the track, you're wrong. Right, because you're wasting it. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you know, baby in it, keep it in the garage most of the time, take it out to dinner here and there. Like, I understand all that. At the same time, if it's purpose built for speed, and you're not going out to figure that out, even just a little bit, that's the same thing with having a super bike and never taking it to the track. But then I'm sitting over there, like, you know, on my high horse, like I'm on a bike, and bikes are cooler, and blah 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 blah. And, I think it's really just that, like, I can't afford a Ferrari, so I get a little bitter <laughs> yeah. anytime I see them. Uh, but good for them, you know. Good for them that they're going out there. And like I said, one more, one more reason to go to a racetrack. Chances are, nice car comes by. I mean, even at the Ridge, there was a dude that always showed up in GT40. Not probably a kit car, but always showed up in that. Like almost always, some cool cars that come by just for whatever reason. I like it. You guys have ruined me. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. I'm ruined. All I'm thinking about is August 12th. Oh, the next race, huh? That's yeah. all I can think about every day. <laughs> I tore all the fairings off the bike today, checking fluids, just going through, tightening this, tightening that, just making sure everything's good. Mm-hmm. I put the new Vortex tire warmers on it and warmed the tires up just because I could, because I had electricity. Does have the cool, nice digital readout and all that? Yep, I think I, I think I'm gonna do a review. Okay, I think I, I think I need to do a review because I bought a set of Woodcrafts, as you know. They've let me down in a couple ways that I would like to do in a review. I'd like yeah. to talk about. That's the reason I bought the Vortex. But both, I believe, both Vortex and Woodcraft are made in America. Yep, Texas for Woodcraft and Utah for Vortex. I don't mm. know if they're made uh, here, but yeah. I, the Woodcraft ones better be because they got giant Texas flag on them, made in USA. They're really leaning into it. Yeah. So I would hope they're, you know, getting sewed together stateside. The <laughs> Vortex, I just know they're based in Utah. Right. I, I don't. Yeah. Well, I, I'd say we'd like, why not go ahead and talk about it? We can still do a review on it, put it out, but no reason why we can't talk about it here. A little pre, uh, pre-lube. Okay. Well, let's do it then. Positive for the Woodcraft. Made um, in America. Made in America. <laughs> uh, the price point was good. I know you had the Vortex or mm-hmm. do have the Vortex. You've had great luck with them. So that's actually what I wanted to buy first. I think at the time they were sold out. I was like, oh, Woodcraft. Made in, made in America. Let's go with this one. Yeah. And the biggest difference between the two outside appearance is the Vortex has a digital readout. You can set the temperature at anything you want, you know, a degree at a time. I think there is a range. There, there is, but like, I don't think it can go down to like, yeah, you can't put it at 500 and mail them off. So (laughs) anybody that was looking to save money by burning their tires off the rims, that's not possible. You're still going to have to go 
you know, use the spoon <laughs> yeah. for the rabaconda. <laughs> uh, so, that's an interesting idea. So, that, <laughs> so that's the biggest thing. But so the woodcraft, the positives, in order to take them back off the tires, they have to be unplugged. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many times are you at the track and somebody burns up a tire warmer because they were in a hurry to get out there before second call or whatever, and they just took it off and threw it in the corner and left it on? Yeah, so I that's interesting because I've I've never done that, and every time I hear about it, I think about it. I'm like, well, what do, like what's my process? Because obviously, I have a process that I follow every time for whatever reason, you know, just habits to build up. I'm like, what is it that I've never done that? And I think it's in my head. I have to disconnect from my so the vortex has like a controller, and then three cords coming out. So one to the front, one to the rear, and then one to power, right? So you actually only plug it into one spot. And I always disconnect it, the warmer from the controller before I ever pull it off the bike. Because in my head, that has to happen, which isn't true. You could absolutely just leave it connected. But in my head, I have to disconnect that before I can pull it off. Because I like think my brain gets tricked into thinking that the thing is going to wrap around the wheel. So Okay. So hold there. So in comparison, the Woodcraft, mm-hmm. it has two two plugs that are individual. Yeah, each warmer has its own cord. Each warmer has its own individual plug, but then that plug goes into the warmer. When the warmer gets folded together or rolled mm-hmm. together, whatever, you have to connect a cable. Yep. And the warmer will not come off without forcing those to disconnect. So there's no way to take it back off and accidentally leave it on. Yep. Which is that's nice. I, I think yeah. that's a pretty good design because I have absolutely heard of people. Like people will tell you, always get a second set of tire warmers because you're probably going to burn yours up on accident. And I can definitely see on race day if you're if you're on your own or, you know, maybe whoever you're with is already in the grandstand. So you're on your own. You're like, oh, man, I got to go, got to go, got to go because you're trying to hold out to that last second. So tires are super warm. And then you get back and you don't have tire warmers anymore. The second negative on the Woodcraft, it should be a positive, but it was a negative for me, at least on my bike. The curtains, which is the, they not only wrap around your tire, but there's also a curtain that wraps around to try to hold the heat in on the tire. Mm-hmm. The curtains are much, much bigger on the Woodcraft. Yeah. So should be a positive because it holds more heat in. But for me, catches on all the brakes. It, it's grabbing on all kinds of stuff. And it had kind of a chintzy little rubber band in it that ended up breaking on mine after taking them on and off too many times, getting them stuck in the calipers too many times. And so well, then I... You say too many times. I do want to point out you use this for one weekend, right? Yeah. And I mean, and then, you know, you test it in, in the garage, yeah, in the garage, all that. And th- and that's fine, but it's not like it's six months or a year. Right. The Vortec has a smaller curtain, which I don't know how that correlates with how well it heats the tire and all that kind of stuff. If we were to actually analyze it and see which one was holding the heat in better. Yeah. That's not, that's not to be argued here because I obviously don't have those numbers, but right. the fact of the matter is the curtain tore. And then it was just a useless flopping thing. Yeah. And but when we talked about your your rotors on the front or the, uh, yep. I don't even know what you call them. Oh, that's true. So I was going to say serrated, but that's not necessarily true. No. The, the flowery looking ones. <laughs> they're not flowery looking. They're ninja swords. I brought those with me from the 90s. Even better. Yeah. So I have a set of wheels. I have multiple sets of wheels and I have one that has just regular calipers on it and one that has aftermarket calipers that have a Chinese star, Ginsu knife, fancy flower. It's more like a skill saw and that's exactly what it did. It chopped that thing up like a skill saw. 
Well, it grabbed it and then sent it through the caliper. So, so that could be that could be that could be part of the problem for sure. Uh, the next thing was the Vortec has a much bigger plug, which sounds counterintuitive, but it has a much bigger plug that screws together. Yep. Yeah, when you're connecting the tire warmer to the controller. Yes. Like a, so like a half inch but, wide. But since you don't have that additional wire to connect, that safety wire, mm-hmm. the safety wire helps you make sure you shut it off. But when you put the tire warmer on, you have to run one side of that plug around with the tire warmer. On the Vortec, you put a side that has no wiring and you run it through the tire. And when it gets to the end and you have your plug, yep. that plug has never had to go around. Yep. But on the Woodcraft, one side of that plug has to go all the way around. Through your tire hugger, chain guard, whatever might be back there or in the front under that fender. Yep. Different bikes, you know, maybe a certain bike's got a lot more room and that's never going to be a problem. But on the particular bike I'm using, there's not much of a gap between the fender and the tire. I mean, the warmer barely has room to fit. Mm Mm-hmm and kind of destroyed a plug and i'll i try to be careful you know that's the first thing i tell you is don't rip them off in a don't yank on them don't because yeah. it'll pull the coils apart inside of them but yeah that that plug got ate up and you know we had to do some modifications on race day to make sure that thing kept working well, and it, it did it, yeah it made it through the day but yeah. that's why and it, it's going to be an easy fix and they're going to be good to go but again like you said earlier everybody says you need an extra set of tire warmers Mm-hmm. That was such a scary feeling. If you're on Q5s, screw it, man. I can take it slow for a couple turns and everything's good to go. Right. But when you're faced with, you're going to go out on a cold slick. Yeah. You, you well, get, and especially you, depending on what you're running. I mean, some of the slicks are actually like built to warm up nice and quick. So I'd say you could be okay. Everything I've ever read, heard, talked to people about is that you go out on a cold Dunlop, you're done. Like plus, it ain't going to warm up. <laughs> plus, take it from someone who knows at this point. You know, 30 bikes shooting down into turn one. That's the last thing I want to be worried about. Yeah. 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 So, it was, I was just going to say it was kind of interesting because um, I've, you know, walking around the pits, I'm always looking at people's bikes and everything. And I've seen a lot of Woodcraft, a lot of Woodcraft yeah. tire warmers. And when I bought them, that's what I was going to buy. But they were 50 or more dollars more than the Vortex. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go with the Vortex. Right. I mean, you can see it down there, right there on my bike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there it is, right? I, so, I see it. I see, I see it. Oh, am I pointing the wrong way? No, you're good. I'm directly above it because you were pointing like away. Oh from no, me. you're you're on the opposite side of your screen. Okay, wait, from the tire warmer, so it's like over here. Whoa, right there. What the? Whoa! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't worry about that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> But yeah, right. So the Vortex was cheaper, and I'm like, all right, I'll get the Vortex. Um, I was actually going to get the sport bike track gear single temp tire warmers. Mm-hmm. I will say those are a great option for someone that's just trying out slicks for track days or something like that. They're very budget friendly. They're they come in like a hundred dollars or more under anyone else. They don't have the curtains at all. They don't have a controller or an on off at all. They don't have the safety that the Woodcraft has. They just you put them around. They're always just one plug each. There's no like connecting it to anything and you just plug it in and then a little light comes on. You have no idea if it's, that's it, right? But they're cheap. So if you're like, I want to try out slicks, but I don't have enough money for tire warmers. Take a look at those. They're available. Uh, Like I said, no curtains, no, they're very basic, but they'll do the job. But those weren't available. So I went with the Vortex. But now, you know, like at first I was like, man, I wish I could have gotten these sport bike track gear ones. And my buddy showed up with them and I'm like, okay, there's no curtain on that. And, you know, I like my Vortex a lot more than that. But I seen everyone with these Woodcraft ones and I was like, man, because you're right. The curtains are bigger. They look like fluffy. You know, they're kind of like a fleece 
um, yeah. material. Yeah. So like they look just a little better than what I've got. And I was like, man, those look like they're, they're top notch. You sent me some pictures of yours and I was like, yeah, those are pretty sweet. But then you mentioned you don't actually have temperature control. You just have hot and cold. Yep. Which I've never adjusted the temperature. So, you know, I set it to whatever Dunlop said be in this range. I just put it about the middle of that range and called it good. I've never adjusted it. But I could see where if you're a higher level than me and you actually notice slight differences or you're maybe you're changing tires a lot. I've only ever run Dunlop slicks. So maybe if I went to Pirelli, I would change it. I could see where that's nice. The downside I would give Vortex over the Woodcraft design is you have that hot and the warm, right? So at the end of the day, if you want to prolong your tire life or your slicks, you come in right after your lap. Um, at the end of the day, you're supposed to consider putting your tire warmers back on and putting them at the warm setting instead of the hot to let them slowly kind of cool down. So that's like, anyway, good for tires. So you're not coming back and then just letting them cool down really quick. It's a lot easier to do when you just have a switch that goes from hot to warm. Because of mine, I have to like hold the button down and then get down to a temperature. And then I'm guessing it like, well, what is warm? Because it's also in Celsius. So I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> so you can set that. Yeah, I think you can change it to Fahrenheit. Um, I just never did because when you I first- You want to be European. No, when I first said it, I think, what what was it? I think it's because Dunlop, Dunlop was in Fahrenheit, but I converted it over to Celsius because I think I didn't realize I could just change it to Fahrenheit on the warmers. And then I was like, oh, well, that's just where I live now. But, but yeah, after buying, you know, after seeing your luck with the, with the Woodcrafts, which uh, I only bring this up because it's, it's just weird because of how many you see in the pits. I wouldn't have ever thought you'd have those issues. And it could have just been you know, one faulty set, or like you said, your maybe your clearances around your tires are just a little too tight or, for them. Or the brake rotor. I yeah, mean, or the rotor. So yeah, it's I don't probably think we're, self-induced. Yeah, I don't think we're just trying to talk real bad on Woodcraft here. That's not the goal. But just kind of bring up the high sides and downsides, and I guess you'll probably see a review a yep. little later about it. So keep an eye out for that. Sticking on the tire thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the dang poorhouse. Because of the cost of tires? I was looking at, I mean, that's part of why I put the warmers on was to A, to test them out, but B, I was playing around with the tires. Mm-hmm. I may or may not have had to go do some practice starts in the neighborhood. It's a good thing you're not actually in a neighborhood. <laughs> but uh, can you can you imagine? Imagine with me for a second. I'd take my Aprilia out in my neighborhood and do a launch. You, you won't know for sure until you try. I feel bad even thinking about starting that thing up in my neighborhood, <laughs> which is my own fault. Yeah, I put the exhaust on, but I mean, it sounds amazing. Don't get me wrong. But like, yeah. Anyway. You're caring, You're caring too much about the neighbors. Yeah, well, when they're packed in, you know. I don't know how that is. Yeah, I know. Sounds nice. I went and ordered me another set of wheels today. Okay. Not any fancy carbon fiber, nothing like that. Just another set of takeoffs. Okay. So I feel like, you know, I'm trying to get my my race schedule figured out so I'm not running around like a chicken with my head cut off again. Right. I get, you know, step two, we got to get better, right? We got to be improving. There's got to be a system. Mm-hmm. So I got to have a backup set on the rack. Yeah. Okay. One's on the bike, backup set. Yeah. Somewhere to stick the old ones. Yeah, that's so my not... that's my question now. So you've got 
the set on the rack, the set on the bike, but now you're going to have two sets on the rack? Mm-hmm. Rain tires, baby. Oh, you're actually going to do it, huh? I, I don't know yet. So you're, you're racing now? You need the reins? Well, I don't know what it does at CVMA in January. I mean, I know it's a desert. Ain't going to rain. <laughs> rain season's like monsoon season, late fall, and I think that's about it. No, I just... So my plans for the... I mean, I'm going to go do that track day ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Where is and, the... Where do they race CVMA for the most part? Like which tracks? Chuckwalla. Just check? I'm not sure about that, but I think it's... I think so. Okay. Just curious if they had Vegas also. I think they do... I'm sure we'll get corrected by our friend if, if we mess this up, but I, I I do believe they do both directions. So maybe they alternate or something like that. Mm, okay, okay. So they got two track configurations, but... There's got to be more than just Chuck Walla, though. I'm looking it up. We have, the, be, we have the internet. That would probably be wise, especially with all you guys' talk about Google in your hand and all that. CVMA. I'm about Veterans Motorcycle Association. That's not right, is it? That's actually... That's Almost camera. all that's coming up. No, that is all that's coming up. That's a or Connecticut Veterinary Medical Association. Ugh, it's probably not that one. Okay, hang on. CVMA racing schedule. There we go. Inter series. Blah, blah, blah. Practice sessions Friday in conjunction with Apex Assassins. Oh, you might be right. So it has race one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Doesn't say. Like down here, their winter series for 23 to 24. It doesn't actually have the racetrack anywhere right down here. It just says clockwise, counterclockwise, clockwise, counterclockwise. Yeah. So it does look like it is just at Chuck, Chuck Walla. Um, but it doesn't actually really doesn't say that anywhere on their homepage. Hang on. I bet the Apex Assassins website does. Yeah. Maybe. But, huh. But it does have the little lizard, the checkered flag lizard. So, yes, you're right. Only Chuck Walla. Now I'm going to have to go back there without you. What am I going to do without you? Win a race? I, I was going to eat some humble pie. You heard him. <laughs> I, am yeah. I not humble? No, I, I think we're, I think we're both pretty humble. Huh? I don't think we've ever, humble. we've ever claimed. I think, I think that's like kind of our whole, the stool we stand on is <laughs> we are not fast. Like, we're not those guys. But... We ride a racetrack, so we've been we're getting faster, and we're trying. We are always getting faster, always improving, you know. And you should too. I'm excited, but I'm I don't want to worry about the tire thing. So that'll be kind of interesting because Chuck's not necessarily a big bike track. It's not necessarily not. As I guess opposed to I guess the I mean, west the side sh- of Utah is not either. So yeah, the straightaway is shortish. I mean, anything any straightaway is short compared to the perimeter in Salt Lake, but yeah, or Tuila. I just always think about like Roebling, the Ridge without the chicane, PIR. Even Arizona, if it hadn't had the chicane built in, would have been. But even with the chicane built in on the back one, that one was pretty long. True. Anyway. But we're ready. Chuck's just like a good, I don't know. I mean, Chuck Wall is a sweet, sweet layout because you can run it clockwise, counterclockwise. Like, absolutely. There's not a better way. There's like a personal preference way. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely like you'll get in there, run it both ways, and be like I like this way better because of one or two turns that you like to enter from the other direction or take the other direction. But just as far as like the track itself, really, 
I can't see any technical better way to run it. Yeah. Well, I have a preference, so I will be looking for that preference when I decide which one or seven I am attending. Which one is your preference? I'm trying to remember the one we you did first. Is the bowl? There was a left-hander in the bowl, so counterclockwise. Yes, I think yeah. I I think I agree with that. But I wonder. I always wonder when something like that happens, if that's just because that's the way I ran it first. I think most people were agreeing. Yeah, when we were there. But Anthony just got done running. Raw. Yeah. Yeah. So he made it through. No more bikes snapped in half. That's good. That's, that's, <laughs> that's good really thing. good, especially considering what's happening in, uh, what, two weeks? Yes. He's all good. Did well up there. Oh, good deal. And then he's headed to Brainerd for Moto America, which will be good. That's it. All right. Did, did you watch uh, It's Not My Pony Show? But it's not my pony show, so I'm keeping it in the stable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So did you happen to catch World Superbike today? I didn't. I so meant to. They were in Imola, Italy. Okay. And that name ring any bells for you? I'm uh, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's the track F one had to skip this year because of the flooding. I also don't follow F one. It's early. You're supposed to be the technical guy. <laughs> well, the technical guy only has so much time. So, well, I mean, I've seen, I've seen Imola, I, I, Imola, I've watched it multiple times, different types of racing there, mm-hmm. and it's never really caught my attention until today. But yeah. I told you I was planning a trip to the Netherlands. Yeah, talking about it at this point, at least. Yep. After seeing this track, I was like, ah, I kind of want to go there. Kind of want to go there. It's kind of a weird setup. The I mean, I've never really paid attention or noticed before. I don't know why. Imola? You spell that. I-M-O-L-A? It's got a full name. Autodroma Enzo Adino Ferrari? Uh, Yeah, that's the one. Like, actually? I think so. It's the Ferrari track, huh? Interesting. It's in Italy. Everything's a Ferrari track. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's fair. So it's got... It's got houses. It's just got like a regular neighborhood on one side of the track. There's yeah. Like a, are you looking at that now? Yeah. <laughs> There's like a river runs next to the, like in the area of the track, but there's mm-hmm. trees on both sides. It's got 21 corners. Yep. That is, uh, at first I was like, that looks like an F1 track. And then I was like, man, it could be all right. But I'll give you some research. You never come back and do it. I always give you research, and you never come back. That's not true. That's partially true. So you can't. Okay. Never. Real quick. Never means zero. Never. So if I've done it once, you cannot say never. (laughs) There's no partial with never. It's either yes or no. Okay. Well, let's bring up your average, all right? Okay. So... And maybe somebody in the comments can tell me what they're for, because I don't know. But in the chicane and a couple of the corners there, mm-hmm. so they got green paint all over that place for one. It's like there's green on the outside, green on the inside. There's white stripes and then red. There was mm-hmm. bikes driving in the green without a problem. So I don't exactly understand understand what the rules were there. Yeah. But when they go through these chicanes. There is, 
I don't know how to explain it. I'm, 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 for those not watching video, there's like a foot tall rubber plastic something. I don't know how to explain it. There's a wheat field that they have to drive through when they go through the corner. <laughs> what? I'm not doing a good job of explaining this. So when you go through the corner and you're hitting the apex, right? Your knee should be mm -hmm. over the apex. Well, yes. in those apexes, there's like these strands of something that are about a foot tall and they're like on a grid pattern, like every, like one, every square foot. Yeah. And they actually drag their leg through that. I mean, they, they're, they're all the way up to the apex, the candy cane. So when those guys are hitting their apexes, hanging out there, it's like slapping them in the legs. That's weird. I've mm -hmm. never seen that anywhere else. Yeah. I don't know what it's for. I don't know what it is, but um, they're obviously soft because you couldn't crash in the, you know, spike pit they're trying to get the ratings up it's like a death match you know <laughs> spikes in the corners or whatever but yeah i'll uh i will look into that at my first thought just like completely out of my head here is that it's like instant feedback that'll slow you down a little bit if you're using too much of the racetrack maybe right? they got cars run there they got bikes run there i wonder if the cars because yeah. i gotta think if you're going through a corner at 80 miles an hour, I don't care how soft these plastic straws are or whatever they yeah. are. It's still because they're absolutely dragging their leg through them. It's going to take out a carbon fiber bumper for sure. But I got all kinds of crazy theories. It's the environmentalists saying that the track has to look like a wheat field. <laughs> when they race in the mud there, it's to knock the mud mm -hmm. off their legs as they go through. Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> yeah, we're just going to look it up. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and figure uh, that out. Well, See it kind of looks like they've got a a double chicane. Yep. And that's where they are. Okay. It wasn't in every corner. It was on some of the tight chicanes. Yeah. Huh. But All right. track was awesome. And what's more important about that? We got a good race. A couple of good races. Yeah. I'm looking at results here. Top Rack says... That he fills the bike. He says the championship's not over. That's what he was telling the media afterwards. Mm -hmm. He says the championship's not over and he can finally fill the bike. And he said, bring it on for the second half. Ready to rock. That being said, he finished second to Batista in the first race. Yep. With Ray in third. So, yeah. Which is pretty normal, right? That's what every race has been. So yeah. I don't know where he was getting so frisky feeling. <laughs> But then he come out and won the Super Bowl race. Yeah, Bautista in second. In race two, Batista decided to go try to find out what those straw-type wheat-filled grass things were. Figure out how to Trying to get more rubber back on the tire. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he bit, he bent it to win it on lap one. Okay. And, and then we on had... On lap one. On lap one. So, wow. removing him from the scenario made World Superbike exciting to watch. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't want to punish the guy for winning, but right. by taking him out, all of a sudden it was, I mean, Top Rack was fighting. He had the lead for a long time. Ronaldo, Ronaldi passed him. Mm -hmm. you, I didn't think Top Rack would get it back, but he did. And, you know, he come back and won the race. It was it was exciting, right? And Ray was up there fighting. Yeah. What are you big guy in? I was just looking at the championship standings now. Well, so between Bautista and Top Rack, there's 70 points. But then between Top Rack and Locatelli is in third, there are 113 points. Oh, yeah. 
It's a one horse race, honestly, but that's insane. But Top Rack says he's going to make it a two horse race. And you're not going to, I think they came into the weekend 93 points down. So, okay. 25. Uh, yeah. He won. Batista DNF. So he yeah. got maximum points. Right. I'm rooting for him. I mean, it's pretty crazy that the guy that's saying he's going to go win the championship isn't even going to be on that bike next year. <laughs> Garrett Gerloff, he's a, he had his hands full this, this week because they have a fill-in rider on that BMW. Yeah. To fill in for Vandermark. Okay. Well, they're on their second or third fill-in rider now. Okay. <laughs> but that guy came from BSB, I believe. And yep. uh, gotcha. Gerloff was struggling with him all weekend. <laughs> You can't lose to the fill-in rider. Yeah, that's true. That would be rough. Yeah, it don't look good. So they were they were fighting all weekend. Gotcha. So gotcha, gotcha. That doesn't look great for him. But hey, well, so you keep saying BMW is going to come take over the world. When are they going to bring a bike that can do it? So here's the argument. You ready? Yeah. And I heard this argument somewhere else, but it really caught my attention, and I agree with the argument. So if you're the guy writing the checks at BMW and somebody comes in and says, hey, there's two MotoGP slots, we want to go. We need to go to MotoGP. Would you, A, well, probably any of them would say, you guys can't even do anything in World Superbike. Why would we open the checkbook up for you to go to MotoGP? I don't agree with that, but okay. I hear you. I think I think that's, if I was sitting at the desk, that's one of the things I would question. Like, we're not we're not super successful here. Mm -hmm. And you're spending X amount of money a year. Mm -hmm. What makes you think I'm going to open the checkbook for another event? But the other argument to that would be our hands are tied in World Superbike because we got to race the bike we're selling. Take me to MotoGP and just let my engineers go nuts. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And we'll see how that trickles down, you know, in the future. The guy writing the checks may or may not know or have the foresight to think about that. But in my head, BMW builds an amazing bike for the street. Absolutely. Like a hands down, definitely one of the best. The price point's not as bad as some of the others. As far as comfortable, you get heated grips from factory, cruise control, you know, all of these things that make riding on the street very nice. Also still a very competitive bike on the racetrack. I'm not trying to take that away from it at all because I'm not trying to say like yeah, the BMW sucks and can't do anything. So, um, let me <laughs> stop you. Let me stop you and just say, so on a superbike level, mm-hmm. struggling. Yep. On a club race level, not struggling. No, I agree. Yeah. Club racers, I mean, they're a very popular bike on the club race scene. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Moto America. You're doing all right. Doing all right. Yep. So, sorry. Continue. Yeah, and I guess, I guess that's just a question of, so you assume that MotoGP riders are the best of the best. Right. And so to a degree, you can compare manufacturer to manufacturer because all the riders are at such a tight level and they're the best, arguably. And you you have to be able to do that a little bit to compare manufacturers. Right. Otherwise, you could always just say, well, that rider just sucks. BMW is great. They just don't have good riders. But you see other places where BMW, like you said, does pretty well. Because it's not MotoGP and it's in different spots. So you're right. Moto America, absolutely. BMW is doing great keeping up the Ducati. And the Yamaha is also keeping up the dude with the Ducati. So, but then it's a question of, well, is that because Jake Gagne and Cam 
Bobier are just that good compared to everyone else in Moto America? Or is it because those bikes are actually that good? And then it's a question of, you go back to World Superbike, well, how much more money do they actually get from the manufacturers compared to Moto America or anyone else, right? Right. I do think that it would be very interesting for BMW to go to MotoGP for exactly what you're talking about, where, yeah, it would open up their ability to just build a test bike, right? And then all that technology can come down and blah, 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 blah. But then is that going to ruin the amazing street bike that they have? Well, they can't put any more wings on it anyway, so. <laughs> but hey, it can always get bigger, you know. But going back, I think no. the answer will be, next year is <laughs> going to be the answer. You put Top Rack, who I don't think anybody argues is, let's let's not even argue, let's say top five best rider. Let's, then nobody can argue. Most sure. people think he's the best rider in World Superbike. Yep. If you put him on a BMW next year and he finishes any worse than second, because that's what mm -hmm. he's doing now. He's right. consistently second in races. And so you can blame it on Batista being small, the Ducati being great, the all those things. I think I'm not saying that's my opinion per se, but most people think Top Rack's a better rider. He's just on inferior equipment. Mm -hmm. So if you put him on a BMW and he comes out and continues to finish second every race, that's going to say the BMW is just as good as the Yamaha was in a lot of ways. Right. And it's going to make everybody else look pretty bad that's been riding them. Yeah. The reason they're saying, this is what I wanted to say. The reason they're saying BMW is the best prospect. Mm -hmm. For MotoGP. So you got, you got Kawasaki. You got Suzuki. You got Triumph talking about it. You got. Yeah. But what happened is this particular article I was reading was talking about KTM doesn't make a sport bike. True. Okay. A, a, a thousand at least, yeah. right? They don't make a top tier sport bike. They don't make anything above an RC 390. Uh, unless you're counting the specialty or yeah. the RC 8C. Yes. But as far as street legal, often yeah, seen. Yeah. So who are they trying to sell to, right? right? So the argument is, do you need to be in MotoGP if you're not trying to sell thousands on the street? Blah, 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 blah. Well, Yamaha's getting rid of the R1. Yeah. That's already on the docket. It's going away. They haven't made any major improvements on it for years. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of been the same bike. Yeah, since 2015. Yeah. <laughs> new bike, new colors. So, yep. which is fine. Great bike from what I understand. But a lot of people love it. If you look at the field of bikes, who makes a thousand? Who is trying to sell thousands? Aprilia, BMW, mm -hmm. Kawasaki. Mm -hmm. Honda, Ducati. Honda. So who, Suzuki? Well, <laughs> I think they're still I here. Know, I they think still they exist. They, it still exists, but they might be. I don't know. I, I don't know. But everybody's getting rid of them. So, you know, I question whether Honda's going to keep going, honestly. On a not in MotoGP, but on a just yeah. building the Fireblade in general. Yeah. But Aprilia, Ducati, that we forgot Ducati. Ducati is absolutely making a top tier sport bike with no signs of stopping. The. Yeah. I don't see the Panigale going anywhere. No, it's Italy. They can't. Yeah, so that's just what they do, right? <laughs> so if you start looking at who's actually trying to make big, bad bikes, BMW is one of those people. They should be yeah. out there. Which they is should. only funny because they just came in one day. They're like, we're doing it. Leader bike. Here you go. They're like, well, are you going to get a 600? No. 750 going? No. Uh, what about a baby bike? Nope. 
Okay. And that's 1, it. Which, yeah, which I, that's it. <laughs> I do wish they would rethink that because I've told you for a while. If they came yeah. out with a baby, an S600 RR <laughs> or an S750 RR, I'm lining that, up to buy that. Yeah. And so, no, that'd be sweet. That'd be freaking awesome. But now it doesn't make any sense. It would only make sense for them to come in and do like a 660. Yeah. Right. Like a 665 parallel twin. Yeah. Or maybe they put a boxer in it. I don't know. But yeah, um, yeah we're not getting an inline six because they're not selling and that's not what's for. Yeah. No, inline 600cc. Oh, okay. 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 I was like, no, we are not getting an inline six. Someone tried that yeah. once. Like, it was great, well, but it would be a lot much cooler if they did. <laughs> it would be pretty sweet. Yeah. I just, you know, there's no, now there's no need to come in and try and do that because it's just not the way the world wants to go. I question how much longer, like 600 or the whatever class it is in Moto America, I forget the name, but where you got your Panangali V2s, your R6s, your Jixxer 750s. So that's already changed. So technically there is no 600 class in Moto America mm -hmm. because what was always the middleweight class is is now gone because they homologate all these bikes so that the v2 can race yeah so that uh, that's why they brought the 750s back to make it fair for suzuki uh that's why that's why yamaha's been crying about the r6 because yeah. they don't have another they don't have another bike to jump to currently you know that'll probably be the r9 at some point you'll see all the r6s go away and it'll be the r9 or whatever they're coming out with yeah but yeah, the, the inline four 600cc class is already dead. I mean, it's just, it's really just the residuals hanging on at yeah. this point. I mean, just the, weirdly enough, the, uh, well, so Kawasaki, or not Kawasaki, Yamaha just doesn't sell it anymore. Kawasaki does. Honda, I, I think. Yeah, you can absolutely still go buy a CBR. And then Suzuki. No, not a 600. When did, when? Go to the Honda website. Hey, oh, Honda? You said CBR. Yeah. Yeah, they're dead. Order me one up. Okay. Honda Power Sports. Products. Let's see. Goldwing. Yeah. Rebel. Dude, one of those drove past my house today. CBR 600RR. Huh? 2023 CBR 600RR. $12,099. If you want to ship to your house, it's got a destination charge of $400 and a freight That's not rate. what the destination $100. charge is. The destination <laughs> charge is what the dealer's ripping you off for because they... Yeah, I know. <laughs> fees. They've, got an, they've got an ABS option for $13,099. Yeah, 100% still available. All right, fine. I only, I only thought that because I'd seen like 2022s on Facebook Marketplace because I'm always like, man, those are cheap. So my understanding was they're going to quit selling that bike in the U.S. I imagine they probably will. But just like, I mean, the R6 is dead. Uh, like, yeah, they're, they're all going to go away because no one wants them. Well, the R6 is dead. Yeah, actually. No. Except yeah. for. Except for. Except for. Look, well, let's talk about that. So, you know, I keep talking about buying like a RC8, right? Uh, whatever, right? Something. Yeah. A KTM. If you buy one of those, what are you going to pay for that bike? The RC8 or yes. HD? 8C. 8C, the like crazy MotoGP track one with the tank and yes. the seat and all that. Around $50,000. dollars 45 to 50 k But I'm looking. R RS660 Trofeo. 
Let's just go over all of them, right? Well, that Yamaha R6 ordered straight from Yamaha. Hang on, hang on. We gotta get. We gotta get. Gotta get you should have had these numbers up. pulled up hours ago. Yeah, I didn't know we were doing this. Sorry, sorry, everyone. So the question, while you're looking for that, the question is, all right, we're serious track racers. We're gonna go. We want to buy a track bike directly from the factory. Nah, let's go back on your question for a bit, because if you go to our YouTube channel, there is a video about converting my street bike to a track bike, right? I think most people that say, let's go to the racetrack, don't think about, let me just go buy a track bike new. They think I can either buy someone else's converted track bike or I can buy a street bike and convert it. Right. Think about the amount of money I spent converting my uh, street bike over to a track bike. Agreed. And so your track bike is awesome. Jicks are 750s, regardless of what people say, awesome. But knowing everything you know today and going, I am going to have a long, illustrious career in the 600 class, mm -hmm. does it not make so much sense just to go to Yamaha, buy an R6 with race fairings, race prep, no title, and that is just your track bike, and it's got a pile of goodies on that thing yeah. for 12 grand? Yeah. $12,700. Brand new bike. I don't I don't see why not. To put that in perspective, that Honda we were just looking at was $12,099. Yeah. Devil's advocate, the argument is if you you need to be serious enough to know, like at this point I know. At this point I know that I'm going to be doing this for a while. Yeah. So if I went and bought the Yamaha R6 raced it, I know enough people at the track at this point that I'm confident in knowing that it's going to have a home if I decide I don't want it anymore. Yep. I should be able to find somebody to buy it. But the question is, if you buy that Honda you were just talking about with the intention of racing it on the track or converting mm -hmm. it over, you have a title. You're not taking the chance of limiting your resale value Yeah, because you can sell it to anybody. The track bike will have to be sold to somebody that's going to use it on the track. Yeah, but everyone rides on the track. so Everybody should ride on the track. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think uh I think you're absolutely right. The the point though is that if you're uh let, let me put it this way, if you're riding a street bike, you're going and doing track days because you've been listening to us and you're like, All right, I'm ready, I want a full track bike, I want it dedicated, I'm tired of taping my lights up. Consider this Yamaha because I'll tell you that if you go buy a four thousand dollar Jixer to convert over, it's gonna cost you well, decent amount of money to convert over. Not quite the same price as this but more than you might think so you can you can do it in steps but i mean yeah re referring back to your video obviously you don't have to do everything that you've done right but a set of track fairings is going to be a thousand bucks if you want them to look sexy it's going to cost you as much as you want to spend yeah to at paint least, them at least 500 probably or 400 so just to get it to look right and then you know, there's lots of levels here that we don't need to get into, obviously. But if you're going to do a track day, then you typically don't need to do any of the things I just said, I guess. You can just tape up the lights, of course, and and go ride it. But if you're trying to convert to a track bike, you're wanting the fairings. You're, you're going to be... You'll be getting in there. But the other thing, too, is that... So I converted my bike to a track bike. So did you with the BMW. But how much more work did you have to do this year to go to a race bike? Quite a bit. 
Yeah, right. And I'm like, I'm I've been thinking about my Jixer. I'm like, I almost every bolt I got to either drill or replace. I've got engine covers and whatever already, but um, oh yeah, also be on the lookout. We've got a video coming out here probably in a couple of weeks. It'll be a detailed what's actually required for race tech. Specifically yeah, good, what they're looking for. Good video. For. Watch yeah. for that one. That'll it's be good. good. This Yamaha R6 from the factory is just ready to go. Painted. It's got R1 suspension on it. The engine's got some good, nice goodies on it. It's got all the electronics you could want, plus the ability to have none of the electronics, right? Like the electronics package is just better. And then it's race prepped. It might not come safety wired, but all those bolts are going to be able to be safety wired. They're going to have specific spots. Yep. Right. And it, it's just done. So the price tag, $13,000, just under, probably after taxes or whatever, that's probably where you're at, is a little high. But if you're, what I'm saying is if you're looking to go track bike and you're not going to convert the one you already have, definitely consider that option. Because the other side of it also is that the, the amount of money I spent on mine involved an engine rebuild. Right. This is a brand new bike. So that just doesn't come into play. That's going to give you years. Yeah. Years of track time, even if you go a lot. Yep. So as long as you keep up on your maintenance, like you're, you're good to go, right? So that's, that's what I would, like the biggest argument I would put in there is that if you go buy a used anything, realistically... You should either just do it off the bat or you, who knows, you know that you're on the clock for how much time you have left on this thing. You don't know how the last guy treated it, all those, all those whatevers. This is a brand new option that just, and I'm not, what am I doing? We're not sponsored by Yamaha. Do what you want. You can go and buy an M, an M1000 R. that's the same scenario. Yeah. You can buy an RS660 Trofeo for 23 thousand dollars well do they do that one for the track yep that's, that's their track the, that's bike? what the trofeo is yeah that's the one we saw in coda because you're gonna win a trofeo oh that one we seen in coda that was a beautiful bike yeah there's a they lot of beautiful cool. bikes so yeah. many bikes so few days the trofeo is available the uh rsv4 x trinta isn't available but it was they made what fifty thousand of them no 50 of them I don't remember. They were fifty thousand dollars, though. There's a big difference between fifty and fifty thousand <laughs> because I, I don't, don't ever know if Aprilia sells fifty thousand bikes in a year. No, the fifty thousand was the price tag. I have no idea how many bikes they made, but anyway, you buy one of those if you want. I guess maybe. I know I what else I wanted to bring up. What's that? I should wait. I should wait, but let's wait until. So I won. I mean, before you be putting any links in here. No. Okay. So turn one. I'm going to be doing a review on those guys. Okay. Or I'm going to be talking about it on this channel, but I won that sweepstakes, that giveaway, that, yeah. what do you call it? Um, what do you just call it? Giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. The giveaway. So turn one also based in Utah at the track day circus where uh, they were raffling off a $200 Gift card. Gift, gift card. Coupon. Coupon for carbon fiber parts. Mm -hmm. uh, they are a carbon fiber part manufacturer uh, dealing mostly with BMW. You said there wasn't a lot of Aprilia on there? There were like, well, 
for my year, I don't look at the newer years. I do have the, I mean, you know, we've talked about it, the 19 and 20 are more rare, if you will. Yeah. But there yeah. was like four parts. That's fair. Because they didn't have, they didn't have any parts for my first gen. Right. But for my 22 BMW, I could carbon fiber the whole bike off their website. All the fairings, belly pans, hmm. mud guards, everything. Winglets. I can add me some winglets and then I can there feel like a, I could feel like a 2023 boy. Or a 2022 M1000 boy. Yeah, but it's not. It's an S1000. So, yeah, but, but it'd be cool. <laughs> Think about it. You just have so much downforce. Yeah. So uh, give them a shout out. Thank you for the win. I went ahead and ordered a part for my bike that we can talk about later. But okay. I'm going I'm to let the people know about the quality and how that thing worked out. Sweet. And then when I can stand behind them, maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk to them. Maybe we'll get them on here. Uh, yeah, they're a local cool. manufacturer here in Utah. So that'd be cool. We'll yeah. At least them on and head down and get an interview or something. Maybe. Yep. Cool. Cool. What's your actual opinion on carbon fiber real quick. I want to dig into that. Um, let me dig in on what you told me when I told you I was going to replace all my bolts with titanium. Okay. What did you tell me? I don't remember? know. Some probably something about aluminum being superior. <laughs> you love your aluminum. I do. No, the uh, you told me it was a like waste of money. Like, why don't you just skip McDonald's this afternoon, and you'll be good to go, right? Yeah. So that bike that was it was it an R one that was full carbon, like carbon fiber everything. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, he was on the track racing when we were there. Mm -hmm. The Beautiful. I, I don't think too many people argue that carbon's not beautiful, and that it has the it, it has the right places. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I want like a full carbon fiber bike. That's not the look I'm going for. I can see why some people like that. I don't. I don't think that anybody's really doing it for a weight advantage, at least at the club level. I sure hope not. <laughs> I mean, like you said, skip McDonald's and that's a thousand dollars of carbon fiber right there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're saving weight, looks good, but I got some carbon on mine. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, gonna have some more when this part comes. Most of them come with a little bit these days. You know, I think my Aprilia came stock with like the rear fender is carbon fiber and one other small piece. But the guy that had it before me put a lot on there. But now I'm faced with this issue because i've got a fairing that's a little messed up and the whole tail is carbon fiber i need to replace one side of the tail which means i have to find a carbon fiber piece for it or i just go okay. back to normal but then i have to buy the factory fairings which i've only right. been, able to, been able to find from the dealer so I actually for me i think the price point's about the same because the dealer's just going to charge me you know way over the top for stuff so but interesting that you say beautiful tough was i supposed no, to say tough? no because i would i would say that carbon fiber looks good and it looks really cool and it can accent beautifully but i don't actually personally personal opinion here i don't think carbon fiber itself looks beautiful i would much rather see a beautiful paint job with amazing color and depth and the right finish on it 
all of those things, right? Or body lines. Body lines make a vehicle beautiful in my head. Carbon fiber to me is just a good accent or a way to be like, I have money and <laughs> save weight. So, well, I don't have money. Mine, mine was free. I won it. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. So this is why this motorcycling or motorsports in general is so great. Why? Because you can, if, if you're a car guy, a bike guy, whatever, you can, Talk there's no right way fiber. to do anything. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want your whole bike, carbon fiber, rock and roll. I don't have to love it. Yeah. If, if, if you want a chrome plated bike, like you were talking about, you know, 50, 15 episodes ago, <laughs> great. That's what you want. Uh, yeah. I, I just watched a YouTube video today on a brand new 2023 S1000. And the, the gentleman was just talking about, you know, first takes owning his experience, owning it for a little while now, negatives, positives, whatever. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he said during that video was once you get past that break-in period so they can turn it up, he says, then you can really get racing. But he was saying just how fast this bike is mm -hmm. compared to other bikes he's owned and how hard it is to keep the front tire on the ground. And he said, I would definitely 100% extend it. Hmm. Like that's one of your first modifications is to extend it. That's great. But I'm not a guy that extends bikes. I'm not in it to drag race. Right. Yeah, I was going to say that's, that's, that's not my thing. So in my mind, people mad. Well, yeah, in my mind, I'm going, ah, you kind of like, I ain't trying to, if he, if he, if you like that sort of thing, great. But for him, that was what he needed to do because he's going to like that bike. For me hearing that, I cringed a little bit and go, oh man, that, you're going to ruin your track bike. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> you're handling. No, now it's not uh, going to turn, but uh, maybe all he does is drag race and there's a place yeah. for that too. So. No, absolutely. But, I mean, two wheels is two wheels. I think we're, we're friendly to all. We might not be a fan personally, but uh, we can respect, you know, but that being said, I mean, everyone should just own a Jixxer 750 from 06 to 10. And that should be the only bike you need. What do you mean? You always find a way to sneak, sneak that in. It ain't the Ridge. It's the Jixxer 750. It's got to be snuck in somewhere. Well, that's because it's the best bike of all time. Best bike of all time at the Ridge or in general? Anywhere. <laughs> you name it, it's got yep. it. Yep, that's it. Street, track, any track, anywhere in the world. High elevation, low. So Tight turns, long straights. Oh, my gosh. Back to the carbon fiber. Just to sum that up. Mm -hmm. Carbon's cool. I like it personal opinion i also agree that it's a cool highlight but but let's be honest if you're buying carbon to lighten your bike okay mm -hmm. you're buying carbon to lighten your bike the right thing to do would be to replace the whole everything with carbon yeah because that's why you're doing it right you're doing it to lighten the bike yep. highlights are not going to make a difference mm -hmm. but 80 percent of the bikes you see have carbon fiber highlights yeah so obviously it's for the look it's for the cool factor. Yeah. I would argue too that if you're using carbon fiber to lighten your bike and your first thought is fairings, you're wrong. Because the ounces you're going to lose, not worth the money you're going to spend. If you're truly going to lighten the bike, I would argue that things like your levers, your foot pegs, a, a swing arm, your wheels, that's where wheels you're going to actually a see... Big one. Right, that's where you're actually going to see a difference. But now you run into the issues with carbon fiber 
which is it's so expensive and it breaks so easily that you know you put a bike down with a carbon fiber lever on it carbon fiber lever snaps in half now you got to buy another one whereas with aluminum which is what we mo- most people are running you're probably just going to shred the end off and replace the end and call it good right so that's i think my biggest hold up with it is that people are like well yeah i want to lighten my bike up so i'm going to blah 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 but all the parts that would actually like significantly reduce the weight no one is willing to change out the carbon fiber because they don't want to pay for it when it breaks so what's the point of doing it at all well, that's true, but that doesn't take away from the carbon fiber argument in general. People can't afford it. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. Also, aluminum's the best. <laughs> I don't know where this love affair with aluminum came from, but... Aluminum is... What do you mean? <laughs> uh, One, it's, it's an element. Fair? It's not a combination of other things. It's just aluminum. It's super I know you light, strong. It doesn't rust. You can color it without having to paint it. You just color it. It can rust. No. It could oxidize, yes. It doesn't rust. Oxidation is worse, I would argue. At mm. times. We're off in the weeds, my friend. We could get in a whole ar- uh, like engineering argument about metal, but yeah. Off so, in the weeds, or are we off in the uh, rubber strand thingies in Italy? Yeah, you figure out what those are. I'm going to hold you to it. I'm going to take a note. All right, write it down. So, what about Moto America? They just got done at Laguna? Laguna Seca. Is is that still the Mazda? Laguna Seca has new asphalt. And nobody liked it. Really? I don't think anybody really liked it. (laughs) Well, so, I mean, should we talk about race one, lap lap one, I believe? Take it away. Superbike race one, lap one. Uh, if you weren't there, you know, sorry. But I think Cambobier was a big, oh, what, did, what do they call it? Hometown hero? Yeah, no, pick. Favorite? Yeah, favorite for the weekend, uh, along with Josh Heron, both Southern California boys. You know, they ride down there a lot um have ridden at laguna a lot and then uh cambobia specifically has had a pretty good history there if i'm not mistaken and then unfortunately the uh the first lap you know uh of course i I know i'm waiting for you i don't even know how to say it without just he wrecked but it wasn't him uh it was taken out by who cam peterson no yeah yes so So first lap, Cam Peterson passed Cameron Bovier. Uh-huh. He passed him, made a kind of crazy lunge, lost the front, went yep. off track, which led to Cameron Bovier running over him, running over his bike, which threw Cameron's bike in the air. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Bovier got the worst of that for sure. Absolutely. Not his fault, but he ended up with the worst of that. So... Unfortunately, we need Cam Bovier and Jake Gagne to stay in this thing. Yeah, both That's of what them. We want because Every we want week. to see them battle to the end. So we want to, We don't want. We don't want Cam getting a couple DNFs and causing you know the points to get too spread out. And those guys seem like the last few weeks they've been kind of going back and forth. Whether it's 
One of them DNFs the first race. The other one DNFs the second race. Uh, one of them crashes the first race. One of them crashes the next race. So far, they've been just kind of trading blows and right. keeping the points, you know, manageable. But if you've got the points pulled up, you see where Heron is? Uh, points, points. I have to go back to points. Because Heron is not out of this thing. And partially because he's just over there doing his job and not Where DNFing. Is Where's the points? Oh, you're on that Good Moto America website again? Yes, sir. You gotta print it. Fax it to me. Well, results. Session results? No. That's not what I want. Standings. Yeah, I want standings, but I don't that's not in results. There's nothing. Those are all just for individual races. Competitor info? I swear it pulled up like standings. There we go. Oh, that's because once you click on results, it goes to a different took me to a different website. I don't know why. Anyway. Uh yeah, I mean he's he's ready to pass Bobier if Bobier don't quit only, screwing around. Only five points behind Bobier. Yeah, so you got Gagne at two seventeen, Bobier at one eighty three, and Heron at one seventy eight. Yeah, so I mean it's it's still a three horse race. Yeah, they're all still in there. Those three. Yeah, absolutely. That's about it though. <laughs> so I think is all that was in there in the beginning. Well, there's only about ten of them total. I mean anyway. that's that's what I was gonna say though. You said you know they need to stop screwing around and stay in it to the end. And I was like, yeah, but it's kind of like you said, giving Josh Heron a little bit well, of a leg up or a leg in, I guess. Well, he's just cons- consistently coming to work every week and hanging in there. And who, who knows how this will go. I think he's, I mean, we thought Josh would do great, but a lot of people out there didn't think he would do so good. They thought Ducati was making a mistake, sticking him on that bike. Yeah. Or letting him have that bike. But I think he's proven to, He's the right guy for the bike at this time. Uh, yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, he's not. Is he coming out winning every race? No. But is he? has he won a race this season? Yeah. He's competing. Yeah. Like, he's absolutely there. He's showing up. He's riding. He's riding hard. And, I, you know, uh, for argument's sake, Gagne's been the guy, and Cambobier was the guy before Gagne for a long time. Those are not, like... New guys. Yeah. Just popped on the scene. Yeah. It's not not an easy person to beat. You know, and Josh Heron's been away from the Superbikes for a hot minute. So I think for his first season on a big bike, and that bike is his new, you know, new to him bike this year. Right. I think he's doing really good. And I, I don't see why the team would be unhappy with him because he hasn't really put it down too much. I think they've spent less money than probably the other two teams at this point. Right. Yeah, he's he's showing up and racing what he can, which is not anything to be mad about, and then keeping the bike up, so. Moto America, is their next race Brainerd, or is there one in between? There's one in between calendar. They go to New Jersey first. New Jersey Motorsports Park? Yep. Be No, no. No, they don't. Sorry. Why was that in the results? Nope, New Jersey's in September. Their next ra- race is Brainerd. Sorry. Misinformation. Brainerd, and then Pittsburgh, and then Coda, and then New Jersey. So. And Pittsburgh's another three race schedule is it for the superbike cool cameron bobier maybe should go to world superbike there's starting to be there's starting to be some complaints going on thinking that bmw is getting to uh i've just heard from the yamaha side there's starting to cry a little bit because they're on a 2015 r1 in moto america 
Yeah, I mean, it's a 2023, but it's a 2015. Yeah, because Yamaha hasn't done anything. Right. And that's Yamaha's fault. But, yeah. But BMW, uh, they're getting a lot of support from World Superbike. Right. They have an open line of communication. In fact, uh, Cameron Bobier, I understand, over the weekend was trying multiple frames. So couldn't have bikes, but he could have – it's a one-bike rule. Yeah. But he had some frames, so I think he switched from one frame to the other after that crash with Peterson. Hmm. Okay. Playing hand-in-hand, hand, and the Yamaha guys aren't necessarily getting that same support from World Superbike at this point. Yeah. So they're starting to they're starting to bring out more and more, like, acknowledging that the R1 hasn't changed. That tells me they're scared. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all I was going to say is, like, you're winning races, why do you care? So if you're, yeah, if you're already complaining when you still won a race this past weekend, then... Uh... They, they're the writing's starting to be on the wall for them. They're starting to get nervous. So you said Cambodia should go to World Superbike. Why? I've said it before on here, and so I'll say it again. But in my opinion, I wish it could have been possible. I, I understand there's not enough room and everything else. But I wish if I could change one thing about the Bobier move to Moto Two, it would be that he went straight to Moto GP. Right. I mean, I've said that before, but he's better on a super bike. He needs to be on the big bikes. That's what he's been doing. That's what he's comfortable with. He needs the electronics, all the things that come with that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be with BMW. I just wish there was a... I know MotoGP would have made some concessions to help that happen. Yeah. Same as they were going to with Joe Roberts. Yeah whose chances are officially over as far as I'm concerned. But Cam Bobier, who knows? I mean, what it could have, should have, right? You can say yeah. anything you want about anything, but it sure would have been nice to see him on a MotoGP bike of whatever flavor and see what he yeah. could have done there. I agree. So I make the same argument now. Uh, he's come back and is how how – I mean, I guess the argument has to be how much better is World Superbike than – than uh, MotoGP, or excuse me, Moto America. Moto America. How much? How much better is World Superbike than Moto America? It should rider, be better. It should be wise, better. You're saying? Well, so or just in general competitiveness. Just in general, because let's say Petrucci, he yeah. was in Moto America last year. He didn't win the championship. Mm -hmm. He, I could make the argument that he underperformed more than the stat show because Gagne missed those first two races in Coda with bike issues, uh, had a crash. That's not really like him. Uh, mm -hmm. he was behind the gun. You know, he, he set himself up. That's nothing Petrucci did wrong, but right. Gagne did him a bunch of favors at the beginning of that season. In my opinion, got Petrucci up there in the points enough to let him think that there, he had a chance. And, mm -hmm. but in the end, he didn't, in yeah. the end, it was at the, in the end, they were hoping for rain on this race because, you know, when I it have, got to the end of the year, it was like, we need Petrucci to do something to keep it exciting. Yeah. I've thought multiple times that Josh Heron's doing better this year than Petrucci ever did. I agree. So I agree. Consistent finishing yeah. up front. Yeah. So along those same lines of reasoning, if Petrucci goes to world Superbike which he did. He's on a Ducati. So he's on the same brand, at least same flavor. Mm -hmm. They 
have similar rules. Mm-hmm. Took him all year to get a podium. He just recently got his first podium. Uh, I believe he was sixth in the race this weekend. So it seems like he's getting better as right. it goes, but he's not tearing them up. He's further back there, but not. So he finished second, and I could make all these arguments that he probably should have been fourth. <laughs> but he finished second. He goes to World Superbike, and he's finishing top five, top six. Giving him, I'm giving him credit that he may or may not deserve to say right. that. Cameron Bobier is on a BMW winning. I man, it'd be neat if you could just plug people in and just see what they could do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I agree with that. I'd like to see Cam just take his BMW over there and go. Right. Go to a yeah. track that maybe Coda. If World's, I know World Superbike doesn't come there currently, but, yeah, but if World Superbike was going to Coda this year, dude, just go throw him over there. Just take the team over and and run that. Or, well, um, what's the possibility of them getting the same chance that Yamaha had with Jake Gagne last year? That'd be so awesome if they did it. I mean, I think yeah. it'd be cooler if they teamed up as well. Like, yeah, if uh, a couple of Americans over. Well, I mean, if Yamaha like helped them out, like this is what we learned last time. I know they're yeah. different bikes or whatever, but let's work together. Ever know yeah. a lot of different flavors. My only, you know, I want to make an argument for for Cam Bobier, and uh, only question is, I don't know, I don't know what a Moto America rider makes money wise. I know it's not as much as we would all hope it would be. But I also don't know what a World Superbike rider makes. I got to imagine it's more, but I don't think it is as much as we would hope it would be either. Did you see Alex Lowe's is moving to World Superbike for Moto2? Hmm. Is it Alex Lowe's? Yes. Sam? No, Sam Lowe's is already over there. Yes, his brother. Yeah, okay. Has been racing Moto2 for a while. Mm -hmm. He's moving to World Superbike. And one of the things he has said publicly is that him and his brother didn't at the time didn't necessarily want to be competing directly against each other. Mm -hmm. So they decided together, you go live the world Superbike dream and I'm going to go try to get to MotoGP. He said his brother in world Superbike. He said, I did him a favor because he's, he's got a lot more money than me sitting over in Moto2. Yeah. Okay. So so now they're both teaming back up. So obviously MotoGP makes a lot of money. I don't think, I don't think Moto2 riders make much anything. Right. And I don't think Moto America riders make much of anything. Yep. I'm pretty sure. I mean, don't quote me on this either, but I'm pretty sure Heron raced for free uh, a couple years back, maybe when he was on the Shibe BMW. Mm-hmm. He was without a ride and he just tried picking up whatever. And that might have been a free. Yeah. There's definitely not, uh, not famous people money in it. No, let me put it that way. But so I guess that would be a reason for him to head over. I just, you know, I was thinking and I'm like, if he can come back to Moto America on a brand new bike with all this support and win and he's home, he never has to travel outside of the U.S. Like, why would you leave? Why you're winning every week? You know, we're doing well. He just had a kid. Yeah. Like he he wanted to come back. He's happy. He's completely happy. I don't see him doing anything like that, but. It would be cool, though. It would be cool, though. Well, all right. I'm going to tell you something. The editor's going to get mad if you don't say like, subscribe, comment. You want me to say it? You just said it. Do it again. Oh, we'll, all right. 
Well, maybe I was about to get there. You didn't have to. Well, I got in trouble because nobody said it on the last one. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, if you're here on YouTube, go ahead and click click that subscribe button below and smash uh -uh, don't the do like that. button. No, I'm just kidding. Don't smash it. Just like you, you know, tap don't it. Don't smash or... it. You smash me in something different in today's generation. Okay. So I mean, well, you can go to jail every, for that. Every single okay, chill. Every single freaking YouTube video I watch is like, smash that like button. Smash. I'm like, no. I don't want to smash my phone. Pound it. Sorry. <laughs> I think you're over there. No, you were doing good, right? Yep. That way. Anyway. So we do have exciting things coming up. Yeah. Leave us some comments below. You know, like comment, subscribe, all of that above. If you're here on YouTube and you want to just listen from here on out, the RSS feed is, link is in the description. Go check it out. That's got our link to, you know, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube Music, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts. The, the list goes on. Go ahead and follow on whatever one of those, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of them. Anyway, uh, and then, yeah, leave us a comment. Let us know what you're thinking about what we're doing and uh, where you'd like to see us go. And then... What do we got coming up? MotoGP's coming up. Well, yeah, okay. Whatever. I don't I told you earlier the only thing I care about is August 12th. Yeah. But but I'm going to be on both sides of this country over the next I'm going to be as far away you can still be in the United States as possible, right? I think the other one's further. What other one? The Hawaii? Island. Yeah. I ain't going to Hawaii. I yeah, got racing saying, to I, do. I think that's further. But drive. The furthest you can drive. Yeah. And still be in the country. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be there. And we got some stuff coming from that that it's not to speak of. And then we have some stuff coming up the week after that that's not to speak of yet. They're all surprises. Yeah. Everything's a surprise. Everything's a surprise. And then, I mean, you all know that we were at, at the Track Day Circus. Uh, we hinted at the video we did with Josh. I wasn't going to say his name yet, but yeah, we did a video with Josh. You don't know who that is yet or anything, so you'll see that coming up and then uh, covering your race and, and some other things. Uh, I think we... Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned. We're overdue for the brick, so the brick will be back. The, the brick's coming up. Yeah. Watch for the brick. So Watch for the brick. All right. I think okay. thumbs up this week. Thanks for Good watching. Good seeing you. Thanks for watching. Enjoy your lives. Yeah. Go ride a motorcycle at the racetrack. Oh, real quick, if you're still here, follow us on Instagram. If you need to know when your next track day is, or like where, or whatever, DM me on Instagram. I will do the research for you, and I, I'll actually do it. And I'll find you a track day, and I'll, I'll tell you everything you need to know. Hit me up. Anyway, that's all. Goodbye. See ya.